He's gonna go. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. School's out. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches, foot in, touchdown. This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon. This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown. This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Welcome in to the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Fresno State, your West Division champs. The Bulldogs knocking off San Diego State 23-14 last Saturday night to win the West for the second consecutive season. Fresno State now awaits the winner between Utah State and Boise State on Saturday night at Albertson Stadium to see who they'll be facing in the 2018 Mountain West Football Championship game December 1st on ESPN. The Aggies leading the Mountain Division with a 7-0 league mark. Boise State right there at 6 and one. In the national polls, the Mountain West has three teams ranked for the first time since October 10th, 2010. Utah State ranked number 14 in the AP and 15 in the coaches poll. Boise State 21st in the AP, 22 in the coaches. And Fresno State ranked at number 23 in the coaches poll while getting votes in the AP. In the all-important college football playoff rankings, the committee putting Utah State at number 21 and Boise State at number 23. Six bowl-eligible teams in the Mountain West, Boise State, Fresno State, Hawaii, Nevada, San Diego State, and Utah State. Wyoming can make it seven with a win Saturday at New Mexico. This week, we preview that Utah State-Boise State matchup on Saturday night that will determine the winner of the Mountain Division. Utah State play-by-play man Scott Gerard and a Boise State beat writer B.J. Reigns of the Idaho Press will be along to do just that. It's the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. You want more? More action? More fun? More madness? We got you! The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 10th through the 16th. Want more hoops? How about 20 games in just seven days? For tickets, go to your team's athletic ticket office or visit themw.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Get more. Be there. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. 
Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 12 around the Mountain West, Fresno State gets it done. They clinch the West Division title with a 23-14 home win over San Diego State. And as has been the case all season long, the Bulldogs get it done with a dominant defensive performance. Aztecs. Really their last chance here. Fourth and nine from their own 38. Down by nine with 3.11 to go. Out of timeouts. Ryan Agnew back to pass. Pressured. Steps up. Tries to escape. Runs right into a bulldog and he's sacked. That's the first it, sack tonight. Paul Leffler from Learfield. Marcus McMarion also hit an 86-yard scoring strike to Jameer Jordan in that game. Fresno State wins the West for the second straight year. They await the winner between Utah State and Boise State on Saturday night. Speaking of Utah State, how about the Aggies surviving? 29-24 Utah State lead. Scott Gerard, voice of the Aggies, take it away. Here we go, folks. Eight seconds left. 29-24. Utah State trying to hold on. Colin Hill steps up. Pressure. Steps out of it. Throws deep. Into the corner of the end zone. It's up. It's caught. Oh, my gosh. Colorado State caught it. Colorado State caught it and are going to win this game. Oh, my gosh. Colorado State wins it. Audio from Learfield. Looks like Colorado State pulls the stunner, only there was a bit more to it. Officials still talking. It would be too hard no, to overturn it. And really, there's nothing you can do with Illegal one second. Touching. Number what? Offense. He went out of Number bounds and came back in. Stepped out of bounds. First to come back in bounds. Goodness. Pass. That is a loss of down. Utah goodness. State just won the game. The game is over. They ruled he came out of bounds, came back in, was the first to touch it, and the Aggies have won the game. What the hell just happened? What just happened is Utah State wins. They remain unbeaten in the Mountain West with a 10-1 record on the season. Utah State now goes to Boise State Saturday night. The Broncos 6-1 in conference. They won at New Mexico 45-14 last Friday. Jones gets the snap out of the shotgun zone read again. Another one for Schuler, and Schuler's not going to get to the line of scrimmage. And now the ball is out, and Boise State's Des Williams is into the end zone for a touchdown. Boise State with a defensive touchdown. Bob Beeler from Learfield. Brett Rippin three touchdown passes in the win. Your other Week 12 finals, Nevada. Nevada, 21-12 road win at San Jose State. Wolfpacker 7-4. Wyoming downs Air Force 35-27 in Laramie as Tyler Vanderwall throws two touchdown passes and rushes for two more. And Hawaii gains bowl eligibility with a 35-28 home win over UNLV. 
We preview Utah State, Boise State with the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard, next after these words from your local station. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. At 10-1, Utah State, the 14th-ranked team in the country, according to the Associated Press, 15th in the coaches' poll, and number 21 in the latest college football playoff rankings. They'll be on the road at number 23, Boise State, Saturday night in what serves as a de facto Mountain Division title game. Joining us right now, the voice of the Utah State Aggies on 1280 The Zone and Learfield, Scott Gerard. Scott, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, Nate. How are you? I'm great. Scott, before we get to the game this week, we played the audio of your final call earlier in the show. (laughs) Explain that swing of emotion Saturday. Agony of defeat when you think Colin Hill hits a Hail Mary to Preston Williams to the play being nullified by an illegal touching penalty on CSU. Uh, I'd like to think I've watched a lot of football throughout the day, throughout the years, and uh, and called a lot. I've seen a lot. I've never seen anything quite like that before. And, you know, and you've done a lot of play-by-play. You know that you're trying to paint the picture of what's going on, and then there's sometimes you just don't know what's going on. <laughs> and it was it was really hard to try to figure out because, you know, you, you, you get emotionally invested in the teams that you, you do play-by-play for, and you try not to be Homer guy, but you just saw the season just get turned upside down on a Hail Mary. So your immediate thought is, where's the flag? Is there a flag? And I am... I am scouring every inch of that field looking for a flag, and I don't see one. And and then I see the officials talking, so I don't see a flag. Um, and so I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're adding a second to the uh, to the clock, or maybe they're adding a little bit more time, or maybe there was a celebration penalty that we didn't see or anything, something along those lines. But I'm trying to tell the audience that, hey, guess what? You're now ten and two or nine and two, and you can still win the division if you beat Boise next week. And then all of a sudden the ref jumps on and says illegal touching. And then at that point I look down and I see the official without a hat on. I'm realizing, oh, oh, Utah State just won this game. And it was as crazy and bizarre of something as a situation I've ever seen. Yeah, unbelievable. Utah State had won nine games by an average of 29.4 points. They go to 3-7 and seven Colorado State, survive by the skin of their teeth or by a couple of steps out of bounds, depending on how you want to look at it. Had things gotten just a little too easy for Utah State? You know, you could say that. I think there's an element of that. I think that everybody had been gearing up for that Boise State game. And I'm not talking about the team necessarily, but I know as a fan base and as the broadcasters, and we all kind of looked past Colorado State and looked right at that Boise State game because we knew, you know, that was going to be the one that's going to not only, you know, determine the division, but the home field for the uh, conference championship game. So everybody had been looked at that game. And I got to imagine players were doing the same as well. I mean, we're looking at 18 to 22, 23-year-old guys they're looking at the same thing, and I've got to imagine there was an element of that. I think Colorado State deserves a lot of credit. They had a really good game plan to slow down that offense, and and eventually Utah State was able to make plays down the stretch to put themselves in position to win that game. Offensively, they got the late touchdown to put themselves ahead. And remember, that's the first game this year outside of Michigan State that Utah State has trailed in the second half, at any moment of the second half. And that offense isn't used to being in that situation. And when they needed to make plays, they did. And fortunately, the defense and the officials were able to get a stop there at the end. 
Second highest scoring team in the country, 49.3 points per game. What are the biggest reasons for that Utah State offensive resurgence this season? I think there's two things. First off, the addition of Jalen Green on the offensive side has really helped in the uh, receiving. Uh, you get a bona fide number two receiver to go with Ron Quavian Tarver has been a big addition. And then the development of Dax Raymond. And then the addition of Darwin Thompson has just been huge for this team. Incredible runner low to the ground, hard to tackle, and he and Gerald Bright has given this uh, offense a, a good one-two punch. They haven't had a receiver in uh, three or four years. They finally got one, uh, assuming that he's able to get a few more yards against Boise State in the bowl game as well. He'll break a 1,000, and he's a dynamic player that's really elevated this offense. This Utah State defense, second nationally with 28 takeaways on the season, is some of that knowing they can take some chances with an offense that hangs 50 a week. 100 percent um they realize that and and if you look too they've given up big plays too at times because they do take chances and sometimes that leads to explosives by the offense it is a very opportunistic uh defense they love to they love to get after the quarterback they've got 10 non-offensive touchdowns throughout the course of the season they had two pick sixes last week against colorado state they'll take chances they'll take risks now that might be subdued a little bit this week against boise state they lost another corner uh, with a, an injury that's going to finish his season. So they've lost a starting safety, a starting corner, and then another corner with uh, season-ending injuries. So their ability to be aggressive might be limited a bit by their inexperience in the uh, defensive backfield. So, you know, you don't want those guys on islands if, they're, if they haven't been through the fire as much as the other guys. So they might not be as aggressive against Boise State, but uh, I fully anticipate that they will do everything they can to get after uh, – after ripping in that Boise State offense. The Aggies have lost eight straight games in Boise. What are the biggest reasons that that streak can end on Saturday night? The biggest reason, I think, is this is a team that uh, is as well-balanced offense, defense, and special teams as we've seen at Utah State. I think that with their dynamic offense, they're able to score points on anybody if they're firing in all cylinders. And I know they've had two down weeks with Wyoming and Colorado State. I don't anticipate that's going to happen. Every time... They've had a game this year where they've struggled a bit offensively. They've rebounded nicely. I like their matchup against the Boise State defense. I think they'll be able to run the ball, and I think they'll have every opportunity late in this game to win that game. Saturday night, 8-15, televised on ESPN on the blue turf in Boise, number 21, Utah State at number 23, Boise State. Scott Gerard will have the call on 1280 The Zone and Learfield. Scott, a pleasure as always. Thanks, man. Nate, you're the man. Thanks. We'll preview this matchup from the Boise State side with B.J. Reigns of the Idaho Press next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. You want more? More action? More fun? More madness? We got you! The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 10th through the 16th. Want more hoops? How about 20 games in just seven days? For tickets, go to your team's athletic ticket office or visit the nw.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Get more! Be there! In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. 
sportsmanship is, making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Boise State ranked at number 23 in the latest college football playoff rankings, 21 in the AP, 22 in the coaches poll. The Broncos at 9-2 on the year, getting set to host number 21 Utah State Saturday night at Albertson Stadium in the game that will determine the Mountain Division. Joining us right now to preview things from a Boise State perspective, covering the Broncos for the Idaho Press and BlueTurfSports.com, it's BJ Reigns. BJ, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be on with you, man. What's going on? All right, BJ. Boise State rolling right now. Six-game win streak. They have not allowed more than 20 points in any of their last three games. Brett Rippon in the passing game is cooking right now. What has helped the Broncos get through some early season doldrums to be sitting here at 9-2? and two? Well, it's funny. What's actually probably helped them the most, you, haven't, you didn't even mention there, and that's the running game, uh, because their ground game was just awful early in the season. They had a 400 game, 400 yard game against UConn, which I think everybody rushed for 400 yards against UConn. But other than that, they had like three of their first four games where they, you know, their uh, star running back Alexander Madison rushed for like 60 yards or less, or right around 60 yards, and they just couldn't get the ground game going, and it, it just was really frustrating for them. I think in the loss to San Diego State at home, they, you know, they only rushed for like 50 yards or something crazy. So um, they, they, you know, they were kind of stuck. The ground game wasn't working. They were sitting there. Um, you know, at it, uh, four and two, and it just wasn't wasn't going. Or I guess three and two, and wasn't in the direction they wanted to go. And it was just a they had to they had to kind of turn the season around. And they, as you said, won six games in a row. And in three of the last four games, Alexander Madison's rushed for a hundred yards, and the ground game's gotten going, and and that's allowed some things to open up where teams haven't been able to just uh, worry about the pass. And the offense is certainly clicking right now, and, and the defense, I think, with a lot of injuries, has has stepped up and started to fill in some of those holes as well. Rippin is the all-time leader now in passing yards in Mountain West history. Uh, he's in his senior season wrapping up a pretty great college career. What will be Brett Rippin's legacy at Boise State? It's funny because my story in tomorrow's newspaper is a, a feature on Brett Rippin and, and just how this guy's won 36 games here, 88 touchdowns, 13,000-plus passing yards, and some other records, and, and the one thing that kind of you know eluded him was the New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, he's got the conference championship. Uh, he's got two bowl victories. Really, the one thing that he doesn't have that some of the other you know elite uh, you know legendary quarterbacks at Boise State have is the New Year's Six. Now, that was his goal coming into the season. It's still possible. It doesn't I, I wouldn't obviously nobody would say it's likely at this point, but things could still happen where they could be in the mix for that. But at this point, if he can get them back to another Mountain West championship. If he can win two Mountain West championships, you know, his junior and senior years, get them back to a Las Vegas bowl against a Pac-12 team and, you know, finish finish this thing off with, with three wins here. I mean, you're still looking at one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the history of Boise State football. And, um, you know, if he wins his next three games, it'll give him 39 wins for his career, which would tie Peyton Manning for number five all-time 
he's already number 17 all time in terms of passing yards on the career NCAA list and you know, very easily could get into the top 10 if they do play in that championship game. So you're talking about statistically one of the quarter, one of the better quarterbacks, you know, in the history of college football, really, when it, when it comes down to it, it's not crazy to say that. And certainly in the Mountain West and certainly at Boise State. And so uh, I know the New Year's Six thing is something that fans want to see, but uh, if he can finish this thing with a Mountain West championship, uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna be certainly remembered here for a long, long time for doing some great things. Defensive side of the ball, this Boise State group has overcome a lot this season, losing David Moa and Riley Wimpy to injury. Was the Fresno State win only giving up 17 points to the high-powered Bulldogs? Was that the statement game for this defense? I think so, and like you said, the last three games they've kind of come on strong here down the stretch. And uh, you didn't even mention DeAndre Pierce uh, starting safety, who they lost after the Wyoming game due to a spleen injury. Now, DeAndre Pierce was leading the team in tackles when he got hurt. Then Riley Wimpy was leading the tackles when he got hurt. Uh, and, and so they've had two of their, you know, two guys go out for the season that were leading the team in tackles at the time of their injury. You mentioned David Moa, who was an NFL draft, you know, prospect and was supposed to be a big factor on the uh, defensive tackle. And those three guys are gone for the season. So you're already without three starters. And then you throw in the fact that, uh, you know, oh yeah, they've had you know some other guys. Tyler Horton missed two games at All Mountain West corner. Uh, you know, Chase Hatata, starting defensive lineman, has been in and out of the lineup. They've had so many guys go in and out of the lineup. You know, believe it or not, they've actually had 22 different players start on the defensive side of the ball for this team this season. That's almost unheard of to have 22 different starters for a defense that, frankly, is is pretty good. They're they're top 40 in the country and and some big stats and stuff. So uh, I think it just took them a few games once all these guys got hurt to try to figure out how to play and get some experience for some of these young guys in the last three games. They've kind of said, this is who we have. This is who we're rolling with. And some young guys have started to get some experience and really started to turn it around. And I do think the Fresno state game, not just for the defense, but for the whole team, you know, Fresno state was the first team, you know, favored over Boise state on the blue to come in here in a long time. And Boise state heard all week about how they're the underdogs and all their players on defense are heard. They're not going to be able to slow down this for this offense. And uh, they, they did make a statement in that game, and uh, it turned out to be a pretty nice one because, you know, in two weeks they may have to play the same team again. And now it's Utah State. They score a ton of points. They're good in all three phases. What do you see as the biggest keys to Boise State's success this week? Well, certainly I think that, uh, you know, turnovers is a big deal. As you know, Utah State ranks number two in the nation, I believe, with 28 takeaways on defense. They've got six uh, defensive touchdowns, which leads the nation and you look at Boise State's key to this win streak, you know, in the last five games, Boise State's offense only has three turnovers on offense. So Boise State's taking care of the ball, and that equates to wins. And so I know win the turnover battle is always kind of a cliche thing in football, but certainly in a game like this where Utah State's defense just feasts on turnovers more than two a game on average uh, is going to be key. If Boise State can take care of the ball like they have, not give the extra possessions to Utah State. I think that's going to be a, a huge, uh, you know, huge key in this game. And then I would say special teams. And again, everybody always says special teams are big, but uh, you know, we're with uh, Savon Scarver, the you know nation's leading kick returner for Utah State, and they've got a good uh, kicker as well. And the fact that Boise State just gave up a punt return touchdown last week to, to uh, New Mexico, and Boise State has really struggled on special teams. So. I think the special teams battle and the turnover battle, as cliche as it sounds, are going to be two huge keys in this game. It's senior night for Boise State. They're expecting a big crowd. Um, it's one of those kind of classic, you know, winner go home games. And I, I think that uh, it's going to be a, 
a heck of a game, and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Saturday night, 8-15, number 23, Boise State, hosting number 21, Utah State. B.J. Reigns covering Boise State football for the Idaho Press, and read them at blueturfsports.com. Also get them on Twitter, at BJ Reigns. BJ, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the game Saturday night. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on anytime. We'll preview all the Week 13 matchups next after these words from your local station. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your Week 13 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling with the Thanksgiving afternoon affair at Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs. Air Force hosting their front-range rivals, Colorado State, at 1.30 Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Then it's five games Saturday beginning at 12.30 Mountain Time with Wyoming going on the road to New Mexico on AT&T Sports Network. Wyoming going in at 5-6, and six, a win makes the Cowboys Bowl eligible for the third consecutive season. San Jose State visits number 23 Fresno State at 4 p.m. Pacific Saturday afternoon on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app in the battle for the Valley Trophy. Bulldogs have already locked up the West Division. We'll see how Jeff Tedford plays this ahead of the Mountain West Championship game December 1st. Speaking of rivalry matchups, we have a good one at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Nevada at UNLV in the battle for the Fremont Cannon. That game televised on CBS Sports Network. Hawaii visits San Diego State at 7.30 Pacific on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. Both teams already bowl eligible. And the big one, Saturday night, number 14, Utah State visiting number 21, Boise State. Winner clinches the Mountain Division and will host the 2018 Mountain West Football Championship game December 1st. It's the first Mountain West matchup between two nationally ranked teams since 2011. Watch it on ESPN and the Watch. Watch ESPN app kicking off at 8.15 Mountain Time. And that will do it for the week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West. <laughs>